This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Greetings to those who watch below. In past videos we've covered aquatic and flying type cryptids. Today, we're going to be looking at subterranean cryptids. But first, I'd like to say thank you to those who dwell below, an exclusive channel membership that gets you shoutouts to the start for every video. So thank you to Steffi Ray, who has just hit her one year anniversary of being a member of those who dwell below, Wicked Witch, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, M.A. Way, Julie B, Jess Black Curtain, Christina Groves, and LT Punisher 666. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to the channel. Also, hit that notification bell so that you never miss a video. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. The Jabbar Fofi The Jabbar Fofi, also known as the Congolese giant spiders, are a type of large arachnid cryptid which is said to inhabit the forests of the Congo. Most of the many tales of this creature describe the spiders digging a shallow tunnel under tree roots and camouflaging it with a large screen of leaves. Then they create an almost invisible web between their burrow and a nearby tree, stringing the whole area with a network of trip lines. Some oblivious animal that'll likely soon end up on the creature's menu will trip the line alerting the spider. The victim will then be chased into the web. This type of predatory behaviour is similar to that of several species of trapdoor spider. The Nabar Fofi eggs are a pale yellow-white and shaped like peanuts. Natives claim that the hatchlings are bright yellow with a purple abdomen. Their coloration becomes darker and more brown as they mature. Some of the people indigenous to the regions in the Congo where the Jabar Fofi have been seen assert that the spider was once quite common but has since become very rare. The very first sighting by a Western observer was in the 1890s near Lake Nyasa, during which Arthur John Symes and his men came upon one of the creatures. His men got them tangled in an enormous web, and two giant spiders, which were two and four feet in length, came out of their web and attacked them. Symes was bitten, but managed to escape after shooting one of them with his pistol, he subsequently developed symptoms, including a deathly pallor, severe chills, swelling around the area he was bitten, and became delirious before dropping into unconsciousness. He ultimately succumbed to the effects and died. The fullest account by Westerners appears in the Cryptozoological book 
by George Eberhardt. Eberhardt relates the terrifying experience of an English couple travelling through the Congo. R.K. Lloyd and his wife were motoring in the Belgian Congo in 1938 when they saw a large object crossing the trail in front of them. At first they thought it was a cat or monkey, but soon they realised it was a spider with legs nearly three feet long. Cryptozoologist William J. Gibbons has hunted in the Congo for the Macaulay Membe. On his third expedition in search of the creature, he came upon natives who told their experiences with giant spiders. He shared these experiences with readers on his return to Canada. On this third expedition to equatorial Africa, I took the opportunity to inquire if the pygmies knew of such a giant spider, and indeed they did. They speak of the Jabbar Fofi, which is a giant or great spider. They described a spider that is generally brown in colour, with a purple mark on the abdomen. They grow to quite an enormous size, with a leg span of at least five feet. The giant arachnids weave together a lair made of leaves similar in shape to a traditional hut, and spin a circular web between two trees with a strand stretched across a game trail. These giant ground-dwelling spiders prey on the diminutive forest antelope, birds and other small game, and are said to be quite dangerous, not to mention highly venomous. The spiders are said to lay white, peanut-sized eggs in a cluster, and the pygmies give them a wide berth when encountered, but have killed them in the past. The giant spiders were once very common, but now a rare sight. In March 2013, a video surfaced on YouTube of an alleged Jabbar Fofi caught on a night vision camera, near a waterhole next to a tree in Mozambique. The Jabbar Fofi appears out of the darkness for a brief moment, while scurrying into the darkness on the far right of the screen. Many of the natives describe the spiders as once being numerous, but now a vanishing species. Encroachment by civilization in the form of rainforest being converted into farming may have driven the spiders from their natural habitats. The Groot Slang The first records of the Groot Slang come from a rock painting in a South African province that is yet to be dated correctly. The first sighting started around 1867 and continued to multiply through the late 1890s. In 1963, newspapers began reporting the sightings, sending locals into a frenzy. This giant snake is described as being 20 to 39 feet in length, with a neck 8 to 10 feet long, and a head 7 to 8 inches wide. In some tales, its body is completely snake-like. However, in others, the body takes on a hippo or elephant-like shape with a long snake-like tail. Its skin or scales are pitch black from head to tail. This legendary cryptid snake comes from the African regions, most notoriously a deep cave in Richtersveld, South Africa. This creature has also made its way to treading water in the Orange River of the northeastern Cape province, as well as the Vaal Dam of Free State Province. It has even been said that they dwell in the deep pits of the Congo. According to legend, the Groot Slang is as old as the world itself, crafted by the gods themselves in the early times creation. This giant primordial creature would prove to be a terrible mistake, as they filled it with tremendous strength, cunning and intellect. The gods tried to split their creature into two smaller animals, 
elephants, and the first snakes. But one of the original Groot slang escaped the gods. Hiding in a cave known as the Waterhole or Bottomless Pit, it continued to live and breed, creating more of its kind. It would lure elephants into the cave to feed itself and the little ones. According to the local legends, living in the deep caves of Africa is what drives this great serpent to covet gems and diamonds. This lust of the gems curbs the creature's cruelty and dark nature, leaving bargaining room for its victims to gain freedom from certain death. In 1917, while searching for treasure in the Richtersveld, English businessman Peter Grayson and his party were attacked and disappeared. Locals blamed the Grootslang for claiming yet again another victim, from the lions and coveting the riches the party was rumoured to have discovered. Most of the other significant sightings report the creature attacking from the deep waters of rivers, with few people surviving the encounters. Some gave details of a large wave rushing toward them or their boats, before swallowing them down into the water. Other reports, like Frederick Cornell's in 1910, say the creature emerged from the wave, raising its massive head 12 feet into the air, before attacking them. Many people have tried to rationalise possible explanations for the numerous reports of slightly different creatures, one being a large rock python, another a water monitor lizard, or even an unnamed species of monitor. Some have even claimed that this could be the same long-necked seal that people mistake Nessie and other lake monsters for. Though some of these are good theories, none have been proven, leaving locals to go on fearing the dreaded Groot slang and its greedy need for the beautiful gems African lands hold. The Minhokau The Minhokau is a large earthworm-like cryptid that allegedly exists in the forests of South America. It reportedly resembles a giant worm, with scaly black skin, a readily visible mouth, and a pair of tentacle-like structures protruding from its head. According to at least one witness, it also has a pig-like snout. Although this species is normally subterranean, it also has aquatic habits. It has been reported to prey on large surface animals, including cattle, by suddenly capturing them from below the water. It is thought to be a burrowing animal, producing enormous trenches as it digs, which suggests a body diameter of up to 10 feet. Its body length is stated to vary from 75 up to 150 feet. There have been cases of houses and other man-made structures collapsing and rivers having their course altered, allegedly due to the Minhakao's burrowing activity. These tunnels most commonly appear after periods of continuous rain, indicating that the Minhakao is more active during such periods, and might even keep itself hidden during dry days. The beast's tunnels will sometimes flood, creating subterranean water bodies. Cryptozoologist Carl Schuker has suggested that this animal may be an example of a giant caecilian. Caecilians are a poorly known group of amphibians with worm-like limbless bodies, subterranean and aquatic habits, and tentacle-like sense organs on their head. Most caecilians do habit the forests of South America, which fits the description of the Minhakao well. However, known caecilians do not even begin to approach the supposed size of this animal. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Alitiao. It was during an exploration of Cameroon's rainforests that Ivan T. Sanderson first encountered a creature the locals call Alitiao. Described as a giant bat-like creature with a wingspan between 10 to 12 feet in length, this monstrous beast is reportedly most active in the twilight hours. While exploring a river system in the Asumbo Mountains, one of Cameroon's rainforests, Sanderson and his hunting partner Gerald Russell were reportedly attacked by an alitiao as they were shooting smaller bats along a stream. According to Sanderson, the alitiao's lower jaw hung open, displaying huge white teeth that were a good two inches in length. Its body was coal black and it did not appear to have any hair. When Sanderson reported this attack to his native guides, they were reportedly so excited that they dropped everything and set out in search of the beast. Some researchers have speculated that the Alitiao, cited by Sanderson, was, and still is, a surviving species of nocturnal pterodactyl. Others believe that the creature may be a species of giant bat, more than doubling the size of the world's largest known bat, the tropic flying fox, which has a maximum wingspan of over six feet. The belief that the Alitiao may be a giant bat is shared by Sanderson, who is quoted as calling this beast the granddaddy of all bats. It is also known that locals fear to go near some of the caves in the region, due to the Alitiao using it as its daytime lair. The Tetzel Worm The Tetzel Worm, also called the Alps Dragon, is a cryptid reported in several areas of Europe, including Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Italy, and many other places in the European Alps, for hundreds of years. It has several regional names, including Stollenworm, Springworm, Arasas, Pratzelworm, and Bergstutzen. Reports of this creature vary in description, from a serpentine reptile or amphibian to a feline chimera, to something resembling a small Asian dragon. The most common description is of a lizard snake-like creature with stubby appearance, two front legs and no hind legs, completely covered in scales with a cat-like face. The tetzel worm is believed to be dangerously venomous, able to kill a human instantly with its bite, breathing poisonous fumes and even possessing acidic blood. The earliest documented encounter with a tetzel worm took place in 1779, when two of these creatures appeared in front of a man named Hans Fuchs. Badly frightened by his encounter, Hans suffered a fatal heart attack. However, before he died, he was able to tell his family of his encounter. He described the creatures as five to seven feet long, with a snake-like body, clawed front legs, and a large feline-like head with sharp teeth. In 1828, a peasant supposedly found the corpse of a tetzel worm, which, by the time he had managed to bring it home, crows had apparently eaten half of the creature. Even so, the tetzel worm built up quite a following of believers and was even considered fact in the 19th century. It is now believed that even if this creature did actually exist, 
that because sightings are so rare now, it may be completely extinct. There are many tales of the legend of the Tetzel Worm. The first is of a young girl who was working on a Swiss farm. While chopping down bean poles, she accidentally disturbed the underground burrow of a Tetzel Worm and was attacked. The Tetzel Worm in this account was described as being of a grey coloration and about the size of a common domesticated cat, with a fleshy, hairless body and only two front legs. According to the story, the Tetzel Worm glared at the girl and she ran away, describing big bright eyes, too intense to meet. Another story tells of a man and his son out gathering herbs in the mountains, when the man suddenly heard his son scream and seemed to be paralysed in fear, staring at a rock. The man sprinted to his son, only to see a gruesome monster under the rock near his son, which hissed like a snake and had the face of a cat with big bright eyes. The man managed to stab the tetzel worm with a sharpened stick, easily piercing the flesh. According to the story, the green blood of the creature sprayed out and burned the man's leg, making his journey home long and painful. In 1883, Caspar Arnold saw a tetzel worm on the Spielberg near Hochfilsen, Tyrol, Austria. He watched it from a mountain restaurant for 20 minutes and was certain that it only had two legs. A two-legged tetzel worm leaped nine feet in the air towards two witnesses near Salzburg, Austria in the summer of 1921. It was grey, about two to three feet long, and had the head of a cat. In 2000, a strange skeleton was forwarded to a local college. Some scientists said at the time that this is the first physical proof of the alpine tetzel worm. Along with the skeleton came a sizable donation as well. The original owner of the skeleton remains a mystery. The law firm Gunterhaus Limited in Germany handled the donation and refuses to divulge the name of the contributor or why the Geneva Institute was selected to be the recipient. Tetzel worm sightings have continued to the present day, and German cryptozoological researcher Ulrich Megan has published several articles in the 14 Times and his own magazine documenting them. The Tetzel worm is said to have normal hibernation periods, sleeping during the winter in crevasses on mountainsides, or that they will even sometimes sleep in hay in a hayloft. In the past two centuries, many reports have been received about a strange monster lurking in the Alps and attacking the livestock of farmers in remote villages. Today we have no definitive proof on what the Tetzel worm is, or if it even existed in the first place. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to leave a like and also subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. So, until next time, sleep tight.